This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. The 700th Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where, like all the uh, 699 that have preceded this one, like the man said, I'm going to play you songs that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Like this one. Forget about it, oh, 
What a fantastic way to start this week's show. That was the Diamond Dogs and their brand new single, Recall Rock and Roll, from their up-and-coming new album of nearly the same name. Recall Rock and Roll and The Magic Soul, which you will, in the fullness of time, be able to pick up from Sound Pollution. If that really has got your juices going, residents of London or those living in a commutable distance of the Dublin Castle in Camden, the Diamond Dogs will be playing two gigs of two different sets at the said venue on the 26th and 27th of September. And I thought that the Diamond Dogs gig four years ago at the Nambuka was the last that I would see of them. Now, last week, I had an overflow, a veritable flood, if not gush, of songs and tunes I couldn't fit in. Uh, into my allotted time. Therefore, what I missed out then, I'm going to air for you now, a week late, I know, but I can guarantee, if not put money on the fact that mainstream and digital radio stations thumbed and turned their collective noses at at these bands. It's a good job, then. Uh, Then the likes of me are here. Right, enough self-praise. Now, I know some of you out there hanker and miss classic Hank fronted Turbo Negro. Step forward and bend over for Switzerland's Bitch Queens, whose fourth album, City of Class, is out on the uh, all the usual and unusual platforms come the 27th of September. The album's title is a swipe at the band's hometown of Basel, a place that prides itself on its love for the art, subsidising museums, theatres and orchestras, but still managed to evict the Queens from their home and studio. Previous press releases have described the Bitch Queens as a street fight between the Stooges and early backyard babies, whilst next door the dead boys are drinking beer with Turbo Negro. Mrs Quitt's Darling, Schluckenberg and Columbine have once again, with City of Class, struck a rich vein that as soon as the needle hits vinyl, the laser strikes disc or whatever bitrate stream out of the ether will cover you with joy. It's a title track. I can walk to walk, only up and down the block. My skinny jeans are a denim dream between shackles, skin and crocs. Shiny 
something else that brings me deep, deep joy on new releases from Johnny Moped. As I previously mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, Johnny Moped's new single that is now available on red vinyl, courtesy of Damaged Goods Records, is Hey Belinda. That has been taken from the band's latest album, Lurigate Your Mind. The B-side of the aforementioned single, on the other hand, is exclusive to this release. Hiawatha is a Dave and Fred Burke composition that originally found its way onto the 1991 Search for Xerxes album. However... It was first recorded at RMS Studios in Croydon in, I would guess, the late 70s, along with Honeybun, and I believed her lies present at these recordings were the two Burks and guitarist Slimy Toad. Unfortunately, no Johnny, so they're instrumental. These survive on a two-inch master tape currently with Dave Burke. It would be great if these three tracks could be released as a single with a modern-day Johnny vocal track that would represent... The last recordings of the classic psychedelic lineup. I can dream. After Fred left the mopeds, he took these three songs to his new band, Fred Burke and the Assassins, where they were demoed with vocals that you can hear if you know where to look on the interwebs. Who the Assassins were has been lost in time. Hopefully, uh, the book on Johnny Moped that is currently being written might unearth and shed more light and information on them. In the meantime, Tom Katz. Of the good she got me he stood beneath 
digital version of this is slightly different to the vinyl. What that difference is, I'm not saying. Buy the 7-inch to find out. Also, am I the only Moped fan who has been tagging all their B-sides and non-album tracks onto the end of Lurigate Your Mind in the manner of a Japanese release? So far, the running order after Black Witch, Climax, Blues, Band, Genetic, Breakdown, the original last track on the album, comes Hard Loving Man, then Save the Baby Seals, Motorhead, City Kids, Hiawatha, and lastly, the single mix of opening track, Catatonic. Right, what's next? Ah, oh, yeah. Indonesian Junk, the power pop Milwaukeean miscreant trio, have just released a brand new single called City Lights via their Bandcamp site. The track in question has been taken from their third full-length album, Spider Bites, which will be available from Rumbar Records on the 27th of September, and sounds remarkably like this.
Indonesian junk have a whole bunch of live dates stretching from the middle of September to the middle of November. Unfortunately, all of them are in the States, which for us non-US residents isn't much good. Right, so that's the end of what I couldn't fit into last week's show. However, I have a correction to make. I told you that Boomsticks would be playing the Islington on the 7th of September. That was a big fat fib, as they're playing on the 8th. I could just see drummer Simon rolling his eyes, looking at his other bandmates of Pendleton, Belvedere and Darren Junkfish, saying he finally gets round to playing us, only to get the live date wrong. On the plus side, it gives me an excuse to play Cocaine Blood Bravado from their Bravado EP, as in a way of an apology. other releases that I could have played if last week's show had been going out live. However, they both came to my attention after the show had been recorded and uploaded, all of which is pretty immaterial as I'd already run out of time some 20 minutes ago. Up first is a track called The Mask that is a duet between country music singer Linda Kay and its writer, one Lemmy Kilminster. Apparently, Lemmy began writing the song back in 1979 and recorded it with Kay 30 years later. Fast forward 10 years until now, and said track is the lead song of Linda's new double album, Black and Gold, which is due out on September the 20th. Uh, in an interview with Gretsch Guitars last year, Linda says, The way the duet came together was one night I stopped by the Rainbow on Sunset Boulevard to say hi to Lemmy after I'd been recording at Billy Bob Thornton's recording studio. When he asks, Where you been, Lynn? I... I told him that I was at Billy Bob's recording a duet. He said, well, when are we going to do a duet together? 
I said, tonight. Then we laughed and talked about recording a song he'd started in the 70s called The Mask. We finished writing the song, went into the studio and recorded it together. With his gravel-toned voice and delivery like Johnny Cash's version of Hurt in the American recording sessions, it's Lemmy in his twilight years with honest, raw emotion. To be honest, if it hadn't been for Lemmy's involvement, he wouldn't have registered with me. That's not to say it's bad or anything, but I have only a passing interest in country. I mean, I wouldn't turn it off on the radio if a track came on, but I'd be, I wouldn't be rushing out to buy it. And so the real turns again Who does a catcher cast aside? How many people who never fell in love? So many trying to make it through the night But we were so perfect, you and me Lost in these others arms so hard we tried Nothing to lose, nothing to hide The mask is made, we wear it well We may fool ourselves, we may deny But the face behind the face Never changes till the day we die Never changes till the day we die change We'd be together all our days and nights But all too soon our love was due Sleeping with the enemy and wondering why And when sometimes we meet again Nervous gestures and painted smiles No spark between us you would never ever know we ever lay together all those magic nights The mask is made, it wears you down Robbed of our dreams, we are ourselves no more Without the mask you would see everyone is crying That's what masks are for second song that was too late for me to include on last week's show, even if I did have extra Fergie time, came courtesy of Soren Anderson. Now, Soren is your classic sidesman, uh, the same way as uh, someone like Earl Slick. Dependable, excelling in the guitar department without deflecting the limelight away from the man whose name appears on the concert posters. In Soren's case, the man is Glenn Hughes. However, this hasn't always been the case. I first got to hear about Soren thanks to uh, Mrs A's friend, May Britt, 
when he was in Kick the Kangaroo, which I think you'll agree is an odd name for a Danish band, or any band really. Anyway, Soren has an instrumental solo album out on the 4th of October through a mighty music called Guilty Pleasures that features the likes of Marco Mendoza and Neil Murray. And on this track, Birdfeeder, his boss Glenn Hughes, and from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith.
You're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. that was new to me in the shape and form of knockoff and one life taken from their 14 track you get one life album that even though uh, i was listening to it for the first time on my way home from work on tuesday i was humming out loud if not singing along to every single song infectious damn straight is check out their facebook page or website for up and coming gigs off the top of my head i think that they have a london date at the 229 club on the 21st of september right the chuck norris experiment are on the 13th releasing through no balls records a new album called shortcuts now when i say album i think shortcuts stretches the definition of the word admittedly there are 10 tracks but with a total running time of 11 minutes and 57 seconds i can see why it's being released as one standalone seven inch single which stupidly is limited to uh, 150 copies 75 on blue and 75 on pink even the cd digipack and cassette 
There's only 110 units being made. Digital platforms, on the other hand, unlimited. Uh, the backstory to this release is uh, Jack Ransom uh, had been saving bits and pieces throughout the years. Things that he liked but never ended up on a record or found their way into a song. I guess it's like a collection of ideas. You know, a bit like Strawberry Dross by Captain Sensible. Anyway, these ideas have been recorded properly by the whole band and although they are painfully short, they all get straight to the point. This is A Thief and a Liar. You're on the wrong side, baby The wrong side of the fence You've got to learn that maybe There ain't no second chance You want to be a thief and a liar Burning those flames higher and higher Now, the hard-ons have been plying their trade for uh, coming up for like 40 years. A brand new album, so I could have them destroyed five years since their last Pillby Like an Egg. And first, since 2000's This Terrible Place to feature Kinchish is due to hit the real and virtual record shops on October 11th. Of course, a track has been lifted from So I Could Have Them Destroyed called Oh, You're Crushed, that obviously I'm going to play you right now.
So, the big question that I need to answer this week is, did I make it up to the 100 Club last Friday to see Brian James, or did my anxiety take over? Fortunately, it didn't, but it was a struggle. As uh, halfway through Friday afternoon, I was like, nah, stay in, with my brain telling me that I had all sorts of ailments that would only dissipate in the confines and comfort of my own home. Stupid brain. Uh, the last time founding member of both the iconic and influential Damned and Lords of the New Church was due to play London. Uh, it was at the beginning of December at Nell's Jazz and Blues Club for the recording of a live album. However, with a ticket price of 25 quid, I and uh, a week or so before the gig, it was cancelled with a much more reasonable £16.50 price tag, including booking fee. Last Friday was not so much of a financial problem. Plus, Brian had two support bands in support, so it really was value for money. Or was it? Let's start at the beginning. First on the bill were electrics that uh, were new to me and uh, that I assumed were a back-in-the-day band that had recently reformed with uh, probably one or two of the most original members. Lending weight to this was their Facebook about page that had release date 1976. Electric set was the requisite 30 minutes and certainly had that air of 76-ish about them and... Uh, I and the audience thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Saturday morning, I was straight onto the internet to purchase Electric's back catalogue, except there was nothing to buy, which led me to message vocalist and guitarist Alan Blizzard, who informed me that the band have only been together for about five years and are primarily a live band. No studio recordings exist of them to date. Uh, the rest of the band uh, consists of Robert Jones' guitar vocals, Jenny Lane bass vocals, Mick Vick drums and Natalie Lane saxophones, although I don't remember seeing Natalie on Friday. Turns out Alan was uh, due to audition for the Sex Pistols after seeing that infamous ad on the 27th of September 1975, but he broke his hand playing football a week before and the rest, as they say, is history. At this point, normally, I will play you a studio track from the band, but as we have gathered... There isn't any. Luckily, Alan sent me the MP3 of last Friday's gig. But unbeknown to him, but not to you, in my position as an audio historian, I had my own.
certainly looking forward to seeing Electrics live again. Now, it's only been a couple of weeks since I saw the Dorellas at the 100 Club, where I stated on episode 698 that I could safely say, with hand on heart, that their support slot to Waterloo was the best that I'd seen them. The thing with saying that is, there's nowhere to go. I mean, at my yearly work appraisal, I always score good and not excellent. Uh, I pulled my manager up on this and he said, well, if I give you excellent rating across the board, what am I going to give you next year? Because once you're at the top, there's only one direction you can head. I guess he has a point. Subsequently, the Dorellas were good, he says. No, seriously, they were. I just can't wait for their new album. Here's Stick It To The Man.
onto Brian James. Now, I've said this before, and I genuinely mean no disrespect to the guy, but he is not a singer or a frontman. Iconic guitarist? Absolutely. And then some. For the first few numbers, Al from The Dirty Strangers was front and centre, leaving Brian to do what he does best. But the fit didn't suit. After Al had left the stage, it became painfully obvious that Bryant really needs to be in a band or find a frontman of the same calibre as Vanian, Beta or Pop, which is pretty much impossible, I think you all agree. Now, I said for years that Bryant, Scabies and Lemmy should have formed the Ultimate Garage Band, but with one-time damn drummer John Moss in attendance, I'd have said Brian Moss and JJ Burnell on bass and vocals. I did ask John before the set if he was going to play a couple of numbers. He said that he would love to, but hadn't been asked. The Damned, along with former members, always miss a trick. During this time for New Rose, both Brian's amps blew. I mean, you could smell the burning electrics, leading to the longest drum intro for New Rose ever. It was at least ten minutes before a replacement was sourced. Punk was never supposed to follow any rules, and tonight, Brian didn't. Would I see him again? Of course I would, with knobs on. Ones that went to 11. Get a call and time a day. A lot, a lot of crime away. Another baby, I can't take. With a time, time, I make your body No kind of big deal. No kind of good deal. I try to feel like no hill. When I'm born, yeah, I'm born. Get a ball, get a ball, kill. Yeah, I'm born, so born. I'm born, so born to kill. Get along, honey, don't drive me back.
was supposed to have seen Adam Bomb this week at the windmill in Brixton. However, due to a breakdown in communication, the venue had him down for Sunday just gone, which obviously he didn't turn up for, with Adam thinking that yesterday was the day in question. But with the windmill already gig heavy, he couldn't be fitted in, which I'm a bit gutted about. It's been ages since I've seen him play. However, I will end this week's show off with a covers corner segmentation, courtesy of Adam, and his take on the Who's won't get fooled again. Seems um, somewhat apt at the moment, don't you think? Until next week, take it easy. Stop!